I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi. Welcome to Real Housewives of Rewatch. I'm Sue Funk, and I'm here with... Danielle from Brands by Bravo. And we're in the same room. And they, that's probably why our high was just so coordinated. Yeah. <laughs> there was no Zoom lag. Yeah. It's funny, because we actually... This is my first time at Danielle's home. Yay! And I love it. Thank you for having me in your abode. But <laughs> it's funny, because we actually don't live that far together, but we record most times on Zoom. I know. Well, it can be hard to do things... In person, we're working women. Yeah. And it's just easier to, I feel like sometimes if it's like we can fit it in, it's like, oh, here's the hour, let's do this. (laughs) But I think that's also one of the reasons why people think we step on each other a lot is because there's the Zoom lag. Yes, that definitely. So I want to call that out as well. I'm always defending, like, I was like, you do not talk over me. I do, though. And as we know, (laughs) we are a work in progress, and I try to not do that. <laughs> and I'm going to invest in a better mic and a better system. I keep saying it, but it's happening. I swear. Listen, when you're self-funded, there's only so much you can do. <laughs> Guys, groceries are expensive. Um, we're here to talk about you're real housewives. a woman in Philly trying to survive in this economy. <laughs> um, Alex McCord. Um, I am so excited that we're talking about the reunion. We were going to talk about it last week, but um, we ended up just talking about the whole Bravo universe with um, El Marasaki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm the worst at, bat- at last names. I even told her that. Like, I do stand up, like, pretty much every other week, and I host, and I have to announce comedians to the stage. And a common thing for a host to do is like, what are your credits? What do you want me people to say? And I'm just like, just tell me your name and let's hope I don't forget it. (laughs) Names? Names are hard. As we have been picking out baby names. Oh, yeah. Huge thing is like, I need it to be something that everyone can spell, can understand, (laughs) can pronounce. No weird spelling. Like, that is a very important aspect of 
of said name. You want, but do you want it to be like a unique name still? Or? Okay. Well, we have a name. Okay. Um, I don't think it's a unique name. I think more boys have this name than girls. Like it's a gender neutral name. Okay. So I think that's why no one's guessed it because it leans more that way. Oh, I'm excited. It's also race neutral as I've discovered because I realize I know like black and white people with this name and men okay. and women with this name. So, I like but that. it's not weird by any means. It's a very I like I like classic but not like often heard of names that much. I'm allowed <laughs> to call an audible and change the name at the last second, but I don't think that we will. Yeah. And I will say Derek was the one who uh this was his name, which is shocking because I feel like most of the time the men don't win. But yeah, Casey Wilson changed her son's name. <laughs> yeah, my mom had told me she had a different name for me, and then I was born, and then they changed. I was but like the kid was like three or four. I think oh. her kid, like her son, I think she like changed his name to Bear or something. Interesting. I don't know. I my mom thought it was going to be Nicole, and then they changed that. And I'm glad I don't think I'm a Nicole. No, you're not. You're a Danielle. Yeah. Yeah, it fits, it fits. Well, we are going to talk about some other ladies because this season three reunion, we decided we're not going to do the play-by-play because it's three episodes, and quite frankly, it didn't need to be. No, and you definitely don't need to hear us talking about a reunion for three episodes as well. That's too much. So we're just going to break down the most important moments. Mm -hmm. First thing is the set. What did you think of the set? Um, alright, so it's white trim, hot pink couches. I thought it was so offensive, and I could not believe someone would choose such a thing to put on TV. Like, who, what person is like, yeah, hot pink, that's gonna look good on my screen. And then the, the different colored dresses on the hot pink couch. Yes, they were all wearing different colored dresses. And then the the thing that was the weirdest to me is that in the middle of everything is like a large... I don't know what like it's, it's an like, ottoman. Yeah, but it was like the biggest ottoman you ever did see. I know. That is hot pink and white trim and it just was like what is the purpose of that? Are people sitting on those talking to them in between the breaks? Like why not just get a coffee table in the middle? Why do you need an ottoman? It was just like it was just a weird setup in general. Mm-hmm. Um I kept being like, but I like that pink and white together. I just don't want them. It could that. have worked if they gave them, like, you all have to wear a white dress or a black dress or, or a teal. gold dress. Mm, teal and pink are so good together. But it didn't work with the mold. It was just, it reminded me of, like, that Salt Lake reunion where it was just, like, inoffensive colors. Oh, the yeah. The one with the feathers. Yep. And it just was like, this is too, this is not. It was just very busy. Yeah, it was it was too busy for me. But Ramona's wearing a beautiful black dress. Um, Bethany's dress is just like I hated it, but she gave birth <laughs> literally twelve days prior, so whatever makes you feel good, girl. I'm just like, did she not have any idea what she was even going to fit into? So it was Fair. very last minute. It just looked like she was one side of a bow. Yeah, it was like a one shoulder. But like structured, structured with the flare, satiny flare. I'm it not was... a one-shoulder dress fan, and that's true. I always hate when they do that, and so many housewives wear one shoulders. Though Luann's one shoulder it was classy, was very I liked nice. It. I think she looks really regal. I have a more issue with the one shoulder when it's a sleeve one shoulder. I really hated Kelly's one shoulder look, where it was like it was, it was so bad. It was so weird. I didn't understand where it was going. Like, it was, like, bridal white. 
but then it had this structured bra like look to it but with one strap and then it kind of went into like a short like bell kind of skirt I don't know it, it looked real bad and her hair looked awful her hair looks like it needed I was about to say it needed conditioner it looked like and it's funny because Kelly Ben Simone usually can make anything look gorgeous and her hair is usually phenomenal so I didn't understand why it was so so, it looked like somebody just took the whole thing of hairspray and maybe some dread cream yeah I don't know Um, Jill was also in a dark color, right? Yeah, her hair looked wild. Her makeup was way too yeah, heavy. Yeah, she had some serious bangs going on, right? Yeah. And then... Um, Alex, Alex was my favorite. I was about to say, I was like, Alex looked gorgeous. It was like a goldish dress, yeah. right? Yeah. And her makeup was really nice, and her hair was a good color. I thought she, like, her... She was painted perfectly for the reaction she gave throughout the entire... Yeah. <laughs> um, event because while we don't like I think even in our recap we're not really going to go into the Alex package that much because it wasn't that thrilling Alex here and there gave so many good reactions mm-hmm. she was just like Kelly what are you talking about like she just has really good I don't understand how you don't see what I see reaction yeah agree and uh her look was good, and then I was going to say, also, Sonia comes out later, but I like Sonia's look as well. Yeah, Sonia looks very pretty, and just, there's just a nice, like, a lightness to Sonia in this season that is different, but you, we do get a little bit, and we can get into it later, but we do get a little bit of the, I had a perfect marriage, and it was everything. So, she yeah. She seemed just mentally sound when she yes. started the show, compared to For the sure. time that we certainly... Certainly go off of, but yeah, it starts. I think the first thing they go into is really Alex versus Jill recap, mm-hmm. um, and it really just kind of ends with them being like, "We are not meant to be friends." Yep, is really what we get from the two of them. Yeah, and well, also it also starts with Andy checking in and, and being like, "Bethany, you gave birth five seconds ago." Yeah, it was twelve <laughs> days ago is what she said, which is <sighs> insane. I mean, this is something that I feel like is debated a lot about whether we should praise women for going back to work so quickly after birth or like working up until birth or if we should admonish them I feel like no matter what whatever you want to do is great but I don't love when everyone's like oh my god it's so great she returned to work so quick I'm like not everybody can do that yeah I would say I praise her for the strength to be able to go and sit there and deal with this Mm mm-hmm and then hopefully she continued to give herself a break and not work. Because this was a one-day thing. True. So, and I'm sure, I mean, why Bravo couldn't this, I'm sure the scheduling of it was quite difficult around knowing when she was going to have the baby, not have the baby. Everyone's like... But I mean, she was also in production for Bethany getting married, question mark. True. So, she like really worked that whole time. I forgot about that, Yeah. And I love that she she did say at one point during it that she had a high-risk pre- pregnancy and she wasn't supposed to be stressed. And I'm just like, <laughs> literally everything you did was stress. Every step you took was the most stressful decision. Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the only thing... Oh, this was mean. Someone <laughs> said 
Uh, Simon seems bloated this season. Andy asked that oh. Andy asked a lot of really rude questions. At and they were reunion. all from, like, females. Yeah. So. No, a big one was... um The Bravo fan club or whatever? The Bravo texting fan club or something? Yeah. I don't know what that was. Did you know what that was? Oh, I remember in early days. This was, like, when I was watching with Bravo my Nokia. Bravo mobile fan club. Yes. That's what it was called. When you would, like... You would literally, like, I remember my Nokia with Snake on it, like, like being like, oh, I'm not going to pay extra for texting for that, you know? Yeah, that that is where a lot of these... And so, I don't know if I necessarily... I, I blame whoever vetted these questions, but some of them he certainly would not be asking now. Oh, they were shady as Yeah, some are. But also, I wonder, like, how, A, how many did they get back then? Was it as much as they do now? And, you know, what was the vetting process like? Well, everybody probably asked similar questions. So they were yeah. like, all right, let's just do this one. Yeah. The question was about, like, Simon looked bloated and Alex was like, well, stop smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, and everyone was like, yeah. And she was like, it was only, like, nine pounds or something. Yeah. Six pounds and he's going to lose it this summer. And, and everyone was like, like, oh, okay. Let's not talk about anyone's body. Yeah. Male or female. Um, and then they go into, I think, Ramona. Um, and just about how rude she is all the time. Yeah. And there's also the whole, like, your eyes were like an alien. True. Um, they <laughs> also asked her about plastic question. surgery, and she said she's never had any, and then he's like, well, injectables. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, obviously I've had those. Which was silly, because we saw her get them on camera. So I'm yeah. like, why are we trying to act like we don't know this? And I really, Andy always asks, did you have plastic surgery? And I know, I really was just what she said. Have you done anything to alter your face? Yeah. Because when you say plastic surgery, they're always going to say no because injectables yeah. are not surgery. Um, and I, Ramona's never shied away from from that. And I, don't, I really don't think she's done anything more than some filler and some Botox. The interesting thing is is she's like, I got the same things that everybody gets. And Andy's very much like, well, I don't do Botox. And I'm just like, eh, but like... Everyone does. Like, even then, I felt like it was pretty common for people to get Botox at a certain income level. I can't wait. I had Botox once before, and I can't wait to get it again after I birthed this baby. Twelve days later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, that would be... But no, Your I... reunion Botox. Yeah. I, I, you know, it was funny when I did it. My family gave, like, a weird... Like, my mom and sister were like, really? You don't need it? I'm like, I never said I needed it. I just wanted to do it. It was like... Especially in COVID, I was staring at my forehead all day long. And I was like, you dye your hair, you do this and that. What to me, what's, I don't, to cover your grays, like, what's yeah. the difference of what I do? Especially, it's not permanent. And I loved it. And it actually mm-hmm. lasted a really long time on me. And I, and I did like the least amount you could possibly get. Like, you would, if I never told you, you wouldn't know that I got yeah. it. But I would definitely do it. <laughs> You're like, I can't wait to but do it. But also, I can't wait to do it again. I really, really liked <laughs> it. So I definitely would, would do it again for sure. Uh, oh, and then I think the biggest thing from Ramona is that she says she regrets her Brooklyn Bridge moment the most. Yes. And if she could change it and get rid of it, she would. Yeah. And it's interesting that she says it because I feel like later, years later, Bethany still goes back to that moment. And it's like, you know Ramona wishes she didn't do that. You know she's apologized for it. But I feel like it's something Bethany never got over. I think also it's just a good example of... Ramona running her mouth without thinking first, mm-hmm. though. Like, but she doesn't always say she regressing. She literally says, "True, that is the one thing that if I could not do, I wouldn't do it again." 
And it sounds like as this reunion unfolds that Jill was probably in her ear during that time being like, Bethany doesn't need us. What are you doing around her? Because the whole reason she's rude is that she's basically like, you're going to the press, not Jill. And we later find out that it was most likely Jill going to the press. Agree. Um, I didn't realize people had a problem with Bethany peeing on a stick for her pregnancy thing. Oh, yeah. Um, But I did like her thing. And she was like, well, some things I just did and some things I didn't. And how Jason didn't propose on camera. Yeah. And I was like, true, he didn't. And we have seen many, many a camera proposals. So, but it did make me laugh that it was like, oh, Jason's just like a regular guy who doesn't want to get involved. And I'm like, uh, he signed up to do the spinoff with you and was like a main character on the Mm spinoff. Like, you can't tell me he was that laissez-faire about being on camera. I mean, and I think there was also like a, no, I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to. I want to. You know? Yeah. Like, like when I think of a husband who appears but did not care to be on camera, I would think more of like a, like a Ray, like Karen Huger's husband. I was about to say, I was like, Coach Shaw kind of gives me that. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like he's like, oh, I can't wait to, but he's like... I like talking, so I'll, you can, like... <laughs> yeah, just, like, completely, like, uninvolved mm-hmm. for the most... I guess Ray has gotten involved in a few little yeah. things. But, for, like, who's... I'm trying to think. Is there any husband that truly stays out of it? Um... I mean, I was going to say Mario, but the whole first part of the season Me was too. Mario I was being... Like, I was Mario, too, was keeping my head... And he was even involved season one. So. Don Gundelson. Don. Oh, we love Don. I was even thinking, has Eddie really been involved in, for how many seasons Eddie was on? Outside of things within him and Tamara, because we know Eddie or, got into it with her son, but like. But also like, there was the whole like, Eddie's gay, but even he didn't really address that, I feel like. Yeah. He was kind of like, whatever. Also, I don't care if Eddie's gay or not. I don't think Tamara does either. I love them. Yeah. Together. Yeah. I think those two I have no pro- no worries about their at least we haven't seen them for a while. I thought of, I thought of who it would be <laughs> Harry Hamlin. Harry Hamlin gets involved with the tomato me, sauce. But that was Lisa making an issue out of it. Mm. He stays pretty in the background. I feel like he's like had chats with her though. I'm sure they make it. That's what I'm saying. Fine between the wife to have chat, but to okay. say I he's so unbothered and I'm like Jason is literally the second main character on your spinoff. And we get into it with the whole reason why they're Bill. Uh, like, what I think the real downfall of Bill is after watching Bethany and Jill, our, our nickname for them is Bill, <laughs> their downfall was Jason not liking Beth, uh, Jill. Yeah, I think, he was definitely in her ear I think about if there, if Jason had been like Bobby was, like, kind of like, hey, you went on a little bit too strong. You shouldn't throw away a good friends. Like, I think they probably still would have been friends. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about her peeing on a stick on camera? Um, that's Bethany. Bethany is that kind of reality person. Bethany I- is going to open the door. Bethany is going to film herself while her dog is dying. Bethany is going to do these yeah. things because I think Bethany is someone who needs an audience. And I... I mean, we all have those friends on Facebook that are very performative and tell you, like, the toast they had that morning. You know, like, I just think that's a Bethany. Yeah, I also think, what if it was a negative test? What if she wasn't pregnant? Would people have had the same 
reaction. I think probably. I don't know because part of me feels like they think it was bad because it was positive that it should have been a more private moment. Oh. But if it had been a negative pregnancy test, then it's like. Would it have mattered that she did it on camera? I think it was just being in a bathroom. We really don't have a lot. Like, remember, it wasn't until, like, what, like, the 80s that people acknowledged? Like, I think it was, like, all in the family was the first time somebody, like, flushed a toilet. Really? Like, it was just, like, there was just, like, there was no homes with toilets. It wasn't really thought, like, it was never discussed Uh on television. The word pregnant wasn't said until I love Lucy. Yeah. You know, like, there's just, like, I think there's a coquettishness of, like, you don't want to see people pee, which I get. I totally get. And, like, Luann's like, you would never see my bathroom on television. (laughs) I'm I'm so unoffended by it. I think, to me, the only thing I think about it is, like, and everyone is completely different if you're trying to get pregnant when you take the test. I said to, I looked at Derek and I was like, I, I think I'm pregnant. I'm going to go upstairs and take a test. Because like, <laughs> then it came down. I was like, we're going to stare at this together. And then it was like, oh, fuck. But which is, I, have the same, I think most women have the same reaction. Or yeah. When you're semi-surprised by it that Bethany did. Not like we hadn't been trying for like months and months or whatever. Um, but yeah, just interesting that side of it. But there are people who do it with like out telling their partner yeah. and they surprise them. But I'm like, they, I think of Bethany because I was thinking of that moment, like her trying to call Jason and he's not picking up. I'm like, yeah. why did you take this? Like, why, why, why did you send a text beforehand? Like, I think I might be pregnant. I'm going to take a test. To me, it's worse to have like found out this info okay. and then you can't get in touch with your partner. <laughs> this I relate to because I think that Bethany is just used to doing everything by herself. True. That is a very good point. And her. like, it's really hard when you've been single for a very long time to include a partner into that because you're just used to it and you're like, all right, I have to figure this out and then tell whoever yeah. I'm around. <laughs> True. That is that is a great point. Yeah. I love Lou says about you won't ever see my bathroom or my, or my bedroom. <laughs> Uh, and then we get into, you know, our biggest fight of the season. And I don't feel... I feel like we had already gotten as much of a resolution as we were going to get at Le Cirque. And there's a lot of tears during this segment. It is just tough. Yeah, I mean, Jill really just tries to claim, like, she was at a bad place. And she said by how everything went and that they're still in a bad place as they're filming this. Um, and to me, Bethany really came with like, this is exactly why our friendship fell apart. And I think mm-hmm. she did a really good job of like fully encompassing it. And she really says the show and the fame took over Jill, her hair, her glam, and that everything became, why are you getting this opportunity and not mm-hmm. me? And that Jill wanted to either do the opportunity with Bethany or she wanted it for herself. And this and Jill's agreeing. Jill's like, yeah, I wanted to do it together. Yeah, and that, you know, saying that Bobby and I put her on the show, so she needs to, like, thank mm-hmm. Jill for that, and that Jill counts everything, um, and it it makes sense, and it's part of the reason, I think, because for some reason they allow such a fourth wall breaking at the reunion, but they never allow it during the show yeah. taping, and sometimes I really wish they did allow it more during the taping of yeah. the show, because you're watching sometimes, and you're like, I don't understand why this is such a big deal, what they're fighting about. And then you get to the reading and you're like, oh my God, well, yeah, of context. Course. Like, look at yeah. all of this that we were missing out on. So we find out also during this time that Bethany told Jill that she was getting a spinoff show before anyone else, before she was even allowed to tell people. 
And it was shortly after that that they get into the fight. Yeah. And that is why she started before the season calling people and saying, don't film with, film with Bethany. You don't need, she doesn't need us. She's getting her own show. Don't film with her. Yep. Alex and Ramona both say that Jill called them to say, do not film with Bethany. And Jill makes a face and a big scoff and she's just like, oh, are you kidding me? And then we also get a lot of Jill going, roll the tape. That's not what happened. Roll the tape. And poor Andy finally has to be like, we don't just like have all of this at our fingertips where we can like pull up entire seasons worth of content on a whim. Like yeah. that's just not how this works. But now I feel like we would throw <coughs> that clip me. in there, whether it's for the housewives to watch it or in the editing, they would potentially well, do a flashback there. Think about the way things were then. You wouldn't need as many video clips as you do now. Now you have to put video clips on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, mm-hmm. like all these, Twitter, all of these places have video. Back then, Twitter was still 140 characters, no video. You know, like you're not going to need to clip all the iconic moments we're just going to remember them yeah and alex said at one point that uh jill said let bethany leave to do her show and let the housewives be the five of us which jill's like i didn't say that but you know she yeah she did and that really was only when jill's plan didn't work but she started to feel sympathy Mm -hmm. which bethany calls out really boldly well because jill says from the scene at Ramona's when Bethany does come to talk to her and that Jill wanted to make up off camera. Bethany yeah. is like, why would that be the thing you choose to do off camera? Bobby's cancer is on camera. Then she said something about you took Allie to weight loss camp and Jill was like, it wasn't weight loss camp. It was but never a weight loss camp. It's like semantics. It's She's just pointing out that yeah. you've done all these other personal things, but for some reason... You can fight with me on camera, but you want to make off off camera. And that doesn't make sense. Why would you want to make off off camera? I've never understood that point. I think to her, there were... And one of the things they allude to is there were so many things that were brought up at Ramona's that weren't seen. Well, because they only kept showing the Bobby thing is the reason. The cancer. Yeah. And that's why, like... Jill was like, it wasn't just that. That was what you saw. And Andy's like, well, what else is it? And they were like, everything we were just saying. Yeah. Which... It doesn't add up to enough. And, like, you kind of understand it wasn't like, oh, my God, they were giving her a bad edit. Really, at the end of the day, the worst thing that... The most offensive thing that you could use is probably the cancer. Because it's like the you want what I want isn't as compelling. Yeah, well, again, it breaks the fourth wall, so they couldn't really show... Which exactly they couldn't show the television show they couldn't show that she was on the Today Show because all of that is too inside baseball and they would get in trouble probably yeah and they could have made up on camera and then continued to speak off camera yeah like you are willing to put everything out there and this is the time that you're like cameras down can't film us it's I would be weirded out by that too if it's like everything else can be on camera I also loved the way that Jill framed. She's like, what if I, like, because they talk about Bethany's father dying. And she's like, what if I waited until you and I were in the middle of a stadium of 1.5 million people and I brought you out there and I say, hey, Jill, by the way, I'm mad at you that you, that my father had cancer and died and you didn't know and you didn't do anything. And, like, Jill immediately starts being like, that's not what happened, blah, blah, blah. And she was just like, but that's what it was like. Yeah. 
And it, sure. she's not wrong. That was really a good point. Like, you waited until we were on camera to tell everybody. And Alex and Ramona collaborate, corroborate, corroborate, was a hard word, <laughs> the story. They agree with the story because they say that, like, when we were on the boat, the very first day of filming, you told us about Bobby and you confided in us and we cried and you told us what was going on. None of us knew that beforehand. Mm-hmm. But Bethany's the one that gets the most to blame, even though none of us knew that. We knew that something was going on. The real killer is right at the end of the episode, where we're wrapping up reading part one, is Bethany says, I don't know you anymore, I don't know where you fit into my life, and I wish you well. Yeah. And it's just really saying, like, this is dead and gone, and we are not fixing this now. And then Jill, of course, is like, I gotta get out of here, I'm done, and... She walks off, and that's kind of where, where the first yeah. part of the reunion ends. And Jill walks off in tears. And to, to be fair, they both cry a lot throughout this segment. Yes. Um, but we then start season two. I mean, season two. <laughs> it feels like it, because it's a very long reunion. But part two is basically Bethany saying, I got engaged, and I had a baby, and you couldn't be mean to me anymore. Yeah, and that was the problem. It really kind of you know picks up just discussing how Jill uh, she wants to just be friends with everyone because of public perception and press yep. and not being liked is one of her worst fears, which you and I have talked you know yeah. about at length with her. Um, and that Ramona says Jill told her to sabotage the show, um, and Alex says you cared more about how you came off and how you looked versus like how it affected. Your relationships with your castmates. There's also a, a discussion of like timing of when they talk about things, uh, kind of continued from se- the first part. And Bethany uh, lets us know that her mother called her while she was in childbirth. And she's like, and I didn't talk to her then. You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes you just aren't ready to have that discussion. Yeah. And I was just like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to unpack that for a week. (laughs) That your mother, who has not spoken to you, knew that you were pregnant, knew that you lost your father. You reached out to her after you lost your father. She waits until you're pushing out a child to call and have a chat. Like, the narcissism of Bethany's mother is something that I would love to understand more of. Me too. Because I feel like it dictates so much of who she is. Because I think she tries really hard not to be that. But there are some latent tendencies that are just inherently in her from that mother. (laughs) Agree. Um, And then really the segment, the final part of the segment... And this did make me sad. Andy basically was like, Jill, you were super popular for two seasons, and now everyone hates you. And oh. I, I didn't even write them down, because they were so mean. Andy reads... Just a list of horrible adjectives about Jill. And <laughs> poor Jill gets, like, really upset about it, and I don't blame her. And, and this is finally just, when the ladies stand up for her. Yeah, All of them are like, Bethany. too far, Andy. Like, really, really did. It's just like, why don't we just take her out in the street and murder her? What basically, the fuck? Like, Stop. But it, like, it does cross a real line. And this is where you're right about the questions. Like, who said that this was okay to, like... It was, like, ten different horrible things that I was people like, called her. I was production really must have fucking hated her, is what that tells me. Agreed. When they were just, like, meddlesome, horrible, like, worst friend ever. Like, it was just... It, those aren't even, honestly... 
as bad as what I think he said. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I truly thought of going back and writing them down, and I was like, I don't even want to repeat this. This is too mean. It's just so mean. Yeah. And then uh, the one thing about Jill in this whole part, though, also, she's, she's wearing these bangles, and it makes the worst sound. Oh, yeah. And I can't believe uh, any sound tech let her wear these bangles, because she's constantly shaking them, and it's, it was making, like, a really annoying sound. But yeah, that's about it for Jill, Jill and Bethany. Obviously, you know, we got to wait and see what happens with the relationship. As yeah. I mean, we all know, but we don't know. <laughs> we all know. Um, they do say, which is nice, they're like, one day maybe we'll go to lunch and we'll like, we'll catch up again and we'll have a nice time. And they, we know they do do that after Bobby's death and they do have that like nice moment where they reconnect. And they're never the same kind of friends. I'm not saying that, but I do think... They will have some sort of tie in each other's life for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I've never had a falling out with a friend, so it's always oh, yeah. so interesting to me to see these people. Like, I feel like I would just get over it and then be like, yeah, we're fine. Uh, I don't know. I've had falling out with friends, and it's tough. It's like, yeah. I think friends are almost worse than a breakup because you trust friends more, uh-huh. you know? No, yeah, not. But then we get to Sonia Rita time. She comes out, and... She just, she's so buttoned up in these early seasons. I know. Not in the way that she talks, because obviously we know she still talks about sex and this and that, but it's just her tone of voice. Her tone is so, oh yes, I am still Mrs. Morgan. And it's kind of Countess. You know how Countess does that, puts on those airs. Her, uh, she's kind of taking that lead from Lou, and uh, I'm looking forward to her dropping it, but it's fun to watch. Agree. Um... They talk a little bit about the one night stand stuff. Kelly somehow still relates a one night stand to having unsafe sex as if like the invention of condoms do not exist. She's just so weird, Kelly. Here's the thing that I appreciate is they're like, all right, what's the definition of a one night stand? Yes. And Andy says that it's just like you meet once, you go out, bing, bang, boom. That's it. Agree. Now, I'm going to bring this to Scandaval for a second. Because this is something that drove me freaking nuts. Was Schwartz went on Watch What Happens Live and said that Tom Sandoval cheated on... Didn't cheat on Raquel. They had a one-night stand. You cannot sleep with your girlfriend's best friend or your best friend's boyfriend and call it a one-night stand. Okay. Even if it only happens once. That is an affair. That is or, like you said, to me, a one-night stand means I met you that night, I had sex with you that night, I never spoke or saw you again. Again, because if I spoke and saw you again, then, then that's we hooked up once. Yes. That's exactly. the difference. And I would have been fine if they were like, they just hooked up once. But this one-night stand, I'm like, no, 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 no. The beauty of the one-night stand is that you don't know each other, you don't care about each other, and there's no ties to bring them back into your life ever. Yeah. One of my greatest hookup stories was my one and only one night stand. <laughs> it was with um, a semi-professional soccer player. Nice. Um, in college. That's very good. And That's a good one. That was a true definition of a one night stand. <laughs> and it was good safe work. sex, Kelly. <laughs> I've had sex with a, a football player too, or a soccer player rather. Yeah. Soccer players are my weakness. That is, they have the best legs. They ever. really do. They're yeah. great. Um, Let's hear it for the soccer players. Ted Lasso, great show. (laughs) Um. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. <laughs> anyway, sorry, you know I took also you would think Jill would be uppity about this conversation, and she was, like, very fine. She was just like, I've just been in back-to-back marriages, and I don't remember. But she did say there was people that she had yeah, slept with like one, one time, time. Yeah. But then it didn't go anywhere. So she was like, eh, like, not really a one-night, like, a one-timer. And that's also where Kelly's just like, I would just never, I just never. And then Sonia and her, like, uppity voice is just like, well, you know, sometimes you, you can date somebody and then finally sleep with them, and it turns into a one-night stand, you know? I mean, not for me. I always have returning customers. <laughs> it was great. And Lou is just like, don't don't say customers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, and then Lou actually asked Sonia how she met her husband. And you know what I realized, though? Something that not discussed enough. Compared to what others might consider of gold digger or mm-hmm. whatever, Sonia was 34, she was when thirty. She married her yeah. husband, and, and that, she's always been frugal. That's the other thing. People, there was a like a question about yes. like, why are you so cheap? You were married to a Morgan, and she's like, that's just who I am. Which I believe also, and with her age at track, she was probably raised by you know like the Great Depression kind of parents who she was from Saratoga, which I also didn't realize. Yeah, Sonia from Saratoga. She's not even from there. She's from a small town outside of Saratoga. Mm-hmm. Which, if you know Saratoga. How much smaller does it get? (laughs) (laughs) But I did find it interesting. I wouldn't... I think she really did fall in love with her husband. Oh, for sure. It does sound... I think the money was a nice part of it. her match. But, like, she was 34. She obviously somehow itself supported herself. Well, we should talk about what this job was. But I'm saying even prior (laughs) to that, she... We know she did not come from a lot. So clearly somehow she... She's made her own way. She made her own way. And it kind of reminded me, I wrote a note, I said, I feel like what happened with Sonia is kind of what Lala wanted to have happened to her. Mm, Yeah. Because it's like we got married, we were together for two years, had a beautiful baby girl, you know. And there was love, but there was perks. Like, I I don't think Lala didn't... Realize there were perks. Yeah, but I do think she loved him. I don't think she wouldn't have had a baby with him and... No. All those other things. But anyway, well, it was just... And they were also together during a very difficult time. She had lost her father. And I think that makes the bond grow quicker when you are trauma bonded. You yes. Know? Also, he she was... was super drunk a lot of the time. And then yes. she got sober. But anyway, that not to get into all that. But anyway, it's hard not to get into Vanderpump when you're talking Bravo yeah. these days. But Sonia was an ambassador of clients at a lunch place. She worked at the... Um, wasn't it the Ralph Lauren... The, the restaurant in like Fifty Fourth Street. I have no idea. The Polo is it called the Polo Club or something? I don't know. Yeah, there's yeah, I think it's Polo. Sure. It's like 
a very fancy like you have lunch. fancy me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was she was like a hostess there, and I think she was like you know in charge of bringing certain clientele, and you know they mm-hmm. all got to know her, and they would call, oh Sonia, we need this table for this yeah. thing, and. But it just sounded, especially after she used the word customers, like she was a high class call girl. Yeah. The I way don't that she, she was, was framing it. She was selling the job poorly. <laughs> yeah. And then the one thing with her that I were to say the last thing on the part with her is that I think Andy asks her why her daughter was not on the show. Mm-hmm. And Sonya basically says she had seen the first two seasons. She knew she did not want to bring her daughter into it. I know I'm pretty sure also the husband said no, she can't be on camera. She didn't make it about him at all. She but I think does late, a good job deflecting. Later, though, that I think comes out uh, yes. at a later time. And I do think it's really... She's probably been the only housewife except Brandy, who we know was a mother and didn't really have... Although Brandy did have, I think, her kids on maybe one or two times. Yeah, there was the, the early season the with the peeing in the pool, and then they immediately were, like, kind of yanked off. That was when Eddie, like, gave it... Eddie Cibrian was like, no, no, no. And then, like, I think the last time when she came on as a friend of, we saw them and we were like, whoa, those are, like... Well, they're, like, 20 now, yeah, so they can like make a, their own choice. That's but, a man. But, yeah, how... I think they weren't... I think they were just teenagers still when they came on. Maybe, but how protective she's always been of her daughter... And yeah. her daughter now is on social media and will go to things with mm-hmm. her and still pretty protective, though, of her. And I think that's, it's a side of Sonia I wish we got to see more. I do wonder what her mothering is like because she seems so flighty and so, but also, her I Her daughter's like amazing. It. She's an artist. She's at UPenn. She's, that's I, she is I follow her on, on Instagram. She's, she's gorgeous. gorgeous. Oh she's my God. She's absolutely gorgeous. But also, like. I, and I'm sure she was always gorgeous, but I do appreciate not letting a young teenager go through, t- like, or, like, preteen go through the awkwardest time of your life on camera. Yeah. Because I think it's just, no matter what, I would say from, like, 10 to 15 is just a tough time. Agreed. Even if you are gorgeous, there's just body weirdness and body morphing. And dysmorphing yeah. that occurs. Yeah, I I always... So I feel like not putting them on camera during that time is is I'm fine with them not doing that. Yeah, it's. it's I a... would love to see if we see her again. What her and her daughter's relationship is like. I don't know if she would ever do anything on on the show. I wish she would, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a side of her. We didn't see it then, and we never saw it throughout the rest nope. of her entire time on the show. And I do because I feel there's certain housewives who. Even, I might, like, a perfect example to me is, like, Jennifer Aiden. When she annoys me as a housewife, but then I see her with her family, she wins me over... Well, Olivia's a queen. Every time. I can think she's an outstanding parent and mother. Yeah. And her kids are... Her kids are awesome. Awesome. And it always makes me worried because she talks about how Bill is very hard on them. And, like, she's too soft. But I'm kind of, like... I don't know. I just can't see her letting her kids get away with absolute murder. No, I think she just spoils them a bit. Yeah. Which, understandable. They've been through a lot. Yeah. I agree. Um, And we get to Kelly. Oof. And the majority of the rest of the time will be about Kelly. And just trying to figure out what the heck Kelly's saying. Um, She's pretty quiet up until now. Besides the one night stand. 
Um, she's pretty much just reserved and she seems kind of annoyed and will once in a while make a quip. But we get to her package and... I mean, do we even get to her package? No, I think they show her package at the end of it. We get into Scary Island. Yes. That's what we talk about. And the Kelly train has, has left the station and she immediately just goes on this whole rant about systemic... Systematic, systematic bullying. bullying. And they're all just like, what is that? Because she's not saying... And that's the thing that's tough right is like, her. I do feel for her because she's trying to convey uh, a thought. But everyone's like, but wait a minute, like we don't understand like the first thesis point of everything that you're saying. So nothing else is making sense. And that's the problem is she's just like... I was systematically bullied. I was systematically bullied. And it was like, it was almost like she was saying she was being like gaslit or something. The way that she was talking about like, they're putting me down and then they're trying to be nice to me, but then they're putting me down again. They're trying to be nice to me. It's just, you're looking at my sweatshirt, at sweatshirt, which is the scary island sweatshirt. Yeah. And it's just, oh. my favorite thing is at the top, it says alone with no friends. Yeah. I mean, Systematic bullying is not a thing. It's not mm-hmm. a medical term. I don't think there is, like, are you thinking of, like, systemic racism or something? Like, I'm so confused where she's I even... I think that's kind of where she's thinking. Like, but I think that she, what she's saying is more that there was a group mentality against her. Yes. And that's true. I think that, like... And I said this last week when we were talking, like, I just don't see it as bullying. No. Because I don't think that there was a a legitimate, like, we're just going to keep poking at you, poking at you. I think it's like what we're seeing here where she just makes a statement and then you are like, wait a minute, I don't understand your statement. And she just keeps going on her Kelly train and then is just mad that you're not understanding where she is. But you're like... Girl, I told you when we started this walk, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Um, she says she uses the she used this to show her kids bullied and a platform I, from it. Yeah, she has a platform and she's helping others. If you're 11 or 14 or 41 like me, you can get through this. And I was like, first of all, Kelly and I, same age. Like, I am 41 now. She is 41 sitting there. And I just... I can't imagine having that life. <laughs> no, no. And then I love, my favorite thing is she goes, this is my favorite line of probably all three parts of the reunion. It wasn't a breakdown, it was a breakthrough. Oh, that was a real interesting thought. I know. She just is so, she she says she likes being me. She called her agent and sent him off this hate boat while they were there. Yeah. And she claims this was a massive claim that Bravo forced her to go on the trip. Which Andy is furious about. You can tell he's like, you were not forced. You were absolutely not forced. Kelly, you were. And she keeps insisting, Bravo made me go. Bravo made And he's just like, and there's like, just. And then they're like, well, then why are Lou and Jill not there? Yeah, exactly. He's like, what? If, if we were forcing people on a trip, why did Lou and Jill go? And they kind of sort of made it seem like she had to go in order to get paid was kind of where she was hinting. Which we probably know to be true. They were like, they were like, especially when they were like, you know, they say that Bethany didn't want anybody to film with Kelly season two. And Kelly, but Bethany was like, I didn't know you. That's why. And 
it, I wonder if that's where all of the you planted bad stories about me maybe is from with Kelly and Bethany. But either way, it's just, it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult to deal it's with. so Kelly. much. No one is understanding anything. Um, they say, I think Lou is confused by all of it. Lou's saying she doesn't understand why Kelly gets skated on the trip rather than laying low, mm-hmm. which you don't watch. Which was very interesting to have that. Because we even said, like, we we know they cannot wait to see the footage of what really went down. Yeah. And this is what we wanted. This is Lou being like, I watched it. You instigate everything. I know. The fact that she claims all of this to be bullying, and it's just like, you were so mean, so unhinged to everyone there who was what were they bullying you about i don't remember anyone calling you anything except mm-hmm. when you kept going going then yeah they called you crazy and delusional but again that's not bullying because because you were being crazy and delusional <laughs> like that's the thing i don't think that it was bullying because there was they weren't like you're ugly you're fat you yeah, smell weird you're a terrible mom like it was more like you just don't make any sense and they're saying it in not the nicest words But it's also, they're at a point of frustration because they cannot understand the communication paths that she's trying to lead them on. And um, I just thought it was really great that Lou was just like, you instigated. And it's true. And Ramona's like, I did everything I could to make you welcome. And she's just like, like what? And I was just like, whoa. Kelly, I'm sorry. I am not a Ramona apologist by any means. No, but... But, like, even when she was on the phone and Kelly is, like, on the phone while they're all talking and having, like, cocktail hour and Ramona's just like, hey, could you please take that into another room? I know you're talking to your daughter. Thanks so much. Like, maybe it wasn't that verbatim, but that was her tone. I know. And Kelly literally was like, I will eat you alive. (laughs) Like... She just... So then I think someone says, uh, probably Bethany, that she has psychological and emotional problems. And that just... Yeah. Because that's Kelly. Now Kelly's walking off yeah. camera and off stage. And that's that's where episode two, two of the reunion ends. Yeah. Um, uh, the walk-off, yeah. The walk-off is tough because I will say when we come up, back up on episode three of the reunion, um, Bethany is really going at kelly's mental health and i think again it's about breaking points and she's just like she's not making any fucking sense she's crazy she's crazy she's crazy and she's you know being bethany and having fun turns of phrases and what i loved is like lou is tickled pink by this lou is laughing her butt off because lou can see what a lunatic she is yeah it's fine so yeah so part three starts even though lou and jill are like kelly's closest friends and she's like lou and beth and lou and jill are the greatest and i'm just like Meanwhile, Lou's just like, this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Lou's just not on her bad side, and that's yeah. why she can she can handle it. But yeah, right at the start of part three, we learn that Kelly was escorted home by a producer. Yes, and she's kind of denying it, but everyone's like, no, that's what happened. Yeah, like, she, she got kicked out. She yeah. did not leave on her own accord. She did not wake up and say, I would like to leave. Production, I think, was like, you're unwell. You have to go You home. have to go, and I would love to find the producer. I, I, anything. I would like to talk to the chef that apparently cooked all the food, not Bethany. Yep. Which also drove me nuts because when she says that, it's like, but on the island, you were saying that you cooking the food wasn't like a chef. 
And now the chef cooking your food isn't like I, I just she just won't let it go. But um, yeah, it's it's wild. So then Sonia uh, Kelly does say that Sonia was the only one who she was having fun with, and she should have appreciated her more, which is very true because she loved Sonia into it. But yeah, Sonia was harmless perfect, there. Yeah. Um, and then then Kelly goes, "This is boring. We should wrap it up." I mean, the amount of times that she says throughout all three parts of these reunions. This is crazy and this is creepy. She loves to say it's creepy. It's so I'm like, what is what is creepy about this? And it just makes no sense. Well, and Ramona also yells at her and says, You feelings, you don't know any feelings. You said you went through an entire marriage not feeling anything, Kelly. And I was like, again, I want a deep dive into that. What yeah. does that mean? The whole thing is just basically. I think even Lou basically says to her, "Like, so you don't apologize for anything," and mm-hmm. and she clearly is not sorry. Thinks she did nothing wrong. Thinks anything she said was in retaliation to them, which is so not true because she was the instigator of basically everything, um, and she takes no responsibility for what she did or said. And then Andy asks, "How did you recover after that?" God, yeah, I forgot. Which is a great question. Yeah. Like, and he's he's tiptoeing around it. He's just like, you know, after you got back and you had been through so much, like, how, how did you recover? Because Bethany says, I thought she was going to check herself in. I thought this, like, she we were going to hear that you had this horrible breakthrough, breakdown. Sorry. <laughs> Kelly's breakdown getting or a breakthrough. breakthrough. And Kelly basically... Gaslights Andy and being like, what are you talking about? Well, I, I just went home. It was fine. Like, we had punch and pie. Like, what? But that, to me, shows that every reality show needs to have a clinical therapist mm-hmm. attached to it who checks in on the well-being of these people. Because the fact that they did send her home and they didn't have anyone I mean, go and see her or check in on her... They might have, but she just highly, didn't think about it. Highly unlikely, though. I don't know. You think? They might have had a producer, yeah. but I want a mental health Because I know they have them on Love Island, because my friend's old shrink left her for that job. Yes, love <laughs> those shows they do, but I think there needs to be a mental health person on... Housewives? On all of them, honestly. Yeah. If they want to say they care about the mental well-being of anyone on a mm-hmm. reality show, there needs to be like an on-call... Therapist who either they can contact to talk to, who's not a producer and has no stake in the storyline or anything, or someone who, when you have an incident like this, is coming and checking in on a person. I just don't know if Kelly would even take help. I feel like she, in her mind, (laughs) in her mind, I think she thought she was fine. And I do wonder if they made her do something before going back to filming because. They were like, it was worse. You should have to be cleared sometimes. It was worse than you saw. And I believe them. I think there's absolutely footage of her being even worse. And I watched like two seconds of the, like, never before seen. And Kelly was doing something crazy in that too. Yeah. So. And then we, so now we know, okay, Scary Island, Kelly has left. And then we start to talk about the Jill. Entrance. Surprise entrance. And... I mean, Jill pretty much is like, yeah, I shouldn't have come. Well, also, in the Kelly segment, we learn that Ramona was so worried about Kelly, she called Jill. With Bethany. Mm -hmm. This is the night before Jill arrives. Jill knows she's coming. 
And she's like, don't worry, I'll help Kelly. I'll help Kelly. And she's thinking, because I'm going to show up and be there for her. And she doesn't tell them. No, it's more. No, it gets worse because they tell her that Kelly is leaving and she should meet her at the airport. Yes, that's right. Then Kelly calls Jill, I think it's, and tells her that she's leaving. And Jill tries to convince Kelly to stay. Because Jill she's coming. That's she's right. coming. That's what it was. And Bethany even got on the phone and was like, yeah, Jill, I know we're not in a good place, but this is what's been going on. So the fact that we don't see that happen on camera, but now we know that adds even more context to them being like, what the hell are you, are you doing, doing here? here? How did you not tell us on the phone? But you also, before? and like, they're also like, Kelly just left. And then she's like, yeah, I know. I saw her at the airport. And it's like, then why did you keep coming? You saw that Kelly was a basket case. Uh-huh. You should have just gone and taken care of her. Yeah. If you really cared about her. Yeah. Like you say you do. And Bethany says, if you really want to make up, I live a block away from you. You don't need to take a train, a car, and a camel to come see me on an island, which is very really good. They all say that. They're all like, Jill, if you really want to make up with Bethany, you can't use this as an excuse. You live blocks away from each other. You could yeah. have done it at any point. But I will say Jill, for the most part, knows absolutely it was a huge mistake. She she doesn't really, she tries to defend it a little she tries she to defend tries, the treatment of her yes. when she's there but she knows she, she didn't shouldn't have offer done me it. a glass of water or a chance to use your bathroom she says also like, and I was like come on just say I gotta go to the bathroom and I wanna let you use yeah or can I have a glass of water like or also she could have tried to say Ramona let's go inside and talk and sit at a table the two of us she never no yeah. she equally just walked back out to her car to leave she didn't really say. Well, she doesn't say what Ramona wanted, and Ramona does a whole performative, one-woman monologue of just childlike fury and foot-stomping, is basically... Like, I was trying to write it all down, and I was just like, this is just a temper tantrum of what she wanted, and she wanted Jill to come in and grovel, and that wasn't going to happen. No, no. (laughs) Um, And then... Really, we end with, like, the Lou package, which I'm like, Luann, are we even there? And it kind of shocks me how mm. uninvolved she is in the reunion. And yeah. I'm wondering, like, wow, I'm actually kind of surprised she was able to come back as a full housewife. Because I could have seen... Was it... She I gets demoted she, at Later, some though. Point. But I think... Well, here's what I will say. Her package did have a lot to show. I feel like more than Kelly's. But I feel like Lou's package was all her. Yes. It was me and my boyfriends, me, uh, my music career, and it was the Lou show, not the Real Housewives of New York, whereas everyone else's package had them interacting with people and other wives. Lou doesn't really interact with anybody but her own family and her paramours, basically. Yeah, which I guess she kind of, she's had some stuff throughout the time, but you kind of, I guess, always... even say, like, you and Bethany were upset, and then the next time we see you, after this huge fight, you're like... Hey, sorry. Me too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite question um, that Andy asked, they are talking about her song, and she says, I'm, I'm no Mariah Carey, but I can carry a tune. And Andy was like, how does your song compare to Tardy for the Party? Because I guess that had recently come out. Yeah. And I guess Kim Zolciak had said she wasn't a fan of Lou's um, <laughs> song. And she was like, I just wish we would support each other as women. And I was like, yeah. no, I do agree with that. Like, you should always, to me... I never look at these things as like competing stuff. It's like if you win, yeah, I win. With your song, you win, I win, and we bring each other along. Like, also, you guys are the same win. level of talent, whatever yeah. you know. 
uh, yeah. have done a duet together. Like that's how you win in those situations. Don't compete against each other. Like, well, and we also combined. find out that it was number ten on the iTunes charts. Yeah, I did not know that. I think it actually got higher than that at some point. It was a big song. I know that I downloaded it. That's funny. Oh, you I paid for it. I think I might have. <laughs> Obviously, it's pre Spotify, so yeah, yeah. You might have. You might have had to. Um, and then the only other thing too is Luann is at. I didn't know she was Alex's fourth wife. Yes. <laughs> or if I did, I forgot that I did. Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, but that was really it about Luann. And then they kind of do the Kelly package again, which I'm like, why are we going back to this? Yeah, it felt really weird. It felt tacked on. And it felt like this is why we're, we have three episodes, like three parts was because they had to tack on the Lou and Kelly package. But they're just not very compelling. The only thing that's kind of interesting is that we talk about the Playboy and Alex uh, is like, they're like, well, you were naked and... They try and compare it to Playboy, and immediately Jill, Jill just, she's like Melissa Tur- Teresa. Anytime you say it, she has to be like, Alex is the worst. Yes, <laughs> like, it's agree. just like, this is the worst. Because she's like, you were spread eagle. And Alex is like, I was not spread eagle. Like, and she's like, did you look at the photos? And Jill's like, I did. And like, Alex is like, well, you, you looked at them, and you, like, and she doesn't say this, but I feel like part of her is like, but you know I didn't want anybody to see them. Like, know. you know this wasn't purposely leaked. Like, and nobody believes her, which I do feel for her. Because yeah. I do think that she it wasn't her intention to get these all out in the open. Yeah, she wasn't famous when she did them. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, they're just shitty to her. And then Kelly's like, well, I mean, I'll do Playboy, but I wouldn't do PETA. And it's just like... Again, this whole like I any I'll just take any chance to say that I hate Bethany, and it's like why? And she just is like I love what Peta's doing, but I'm gonna wear fur, and yeah. she just keeps digging that hole in a way where it's like even everybody on set just kind of seems like just just stop. Yeah, it's she, <laughs> Andy like makes her clarify that okay, so you will eat processed food even though you say you won't, and then you list the ten processed foods you eat. You will have a beer and tequila. And sometimes you want to wear fur and sometimes you don't want to wear fur, but you support what PETA does, but you don't want to be the person that helps to move the messaging for PETA is basically what yeah. I got. Like, and it's also like, she's like, and I'm friends with PETA. And I was like, you gotta, you better check that because PETA does not take kindly to people like no, you. PETA's very PETA's extreme. one of the most extreme animal rights campaigns around. Yeah. So um, she also, you were talking about the beverage. She also says they gave her shit about the lemons into lemonade and like they were like in a segment where they're kind of talking about all of them making wrong turns of phrases and she's like well I actually did make lemons out of lemonade it's my new drink it's with beer um I wrote it down it's beer lemons and uh Patron and I was like, <laughs> well, beer and lemonade. If you had like a summer shandy and lemonade, ah, just like, and then like a little bit of Patron. tequila, that might not be the worst. But like, it depends on the beer. Don't take like a Bud Light and lemonade. That might be iffy. But like, I think Luann said it was like the poor man, skinny girl, or something. Like, or like the like she was just like, what yeah. Did she mean she created like a? Drink or like she said it's called Kellade. She's like it's called Kellade. Yeah, well that didn't. Yeah, I 
because I was like, I wrote it down. I had to go back and watch it because I did it in a Google search. And I think I like reached the end of Google. They were just like, girl, this is not a thing. Like, <laughs> stop trying to make Kelly it happen. Because I was just like Googling it like 20 times and it was just like, there are no results. No, no. This is, you've reached the end of us. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the three parts of the reunion. Jill and Bethany do hug at the end. Oh, do they? Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Right at the end. So, I mean, I don't think it needed to be three parts. It definitely could have been two. Like, there was a lot of fluff at the beginning. And Mm -hmm. the first half of the part two was a little laggy, I think. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, I think they could have cut the part where they just keep going after Jill with the Jill and Bethany thing. Yeah, they go at it a it's little too It's just, long. it was it was really beating a dead horse and in a, in a really upsetting way. Because it was just hard to watch somebody be so hurt by it. Yeah. But yeah, season three was outstanding. Yeah. Probably one of the best of any franchise ever. Yeah, I would recommend season three as a great entryway into Real Housewives. Maybe watch like part of two, watch the reunion of two and then get into three. And I think you'd really be fine. Agree. Two comes back for season four because I haven't even looked that up. Are they all back? I don't know. We'll, we'll find, find out. out when we watch the first episode. <laughs> Stay tuned if, with us, friends. I don't know if you knew. Did we do a Rose and Thorn of the season? I don't think we did. All right. Do you know your Rose and Thorn? Okay. I would say my Rose Scary Island. Just my everything that happens leading up to Scary Island, all of that is just my favorite thing that ever happened. <laughs> I would say my thorn is probably the countless. The whole countless yes. thing that we started on was my tennis match of this season, I feel like. That's a good one. I think my rose is the Brooklyn Fashion Show. <laughs> and I'm just really grateful that that moment happened. Yeah. Uh, for the Ramona eyes is truly, yeah. truly amazing. And my thorn, it's just that Bethany and Jill couldn't get it together to be friends. Because I don't mind when the people who are like the BFF and the core friendship fight. But I need to see them come back together. And I don't like when they can't mm-hmm. make up. That always makes me It's sad. hard, yeah. And we've seen that with many, many friendships. And they, you know, I feel we're going through that with like Salt Lake with Whitney and Heather. And I think that's really, it's... I don't think these shows work uh, around a demise of a friendship. I think they're the strongest when we see good friendships. Like, I fondly remember season two Housewives because of the Jill and Bethany. This season was good, not to me, not because of the Bethany and Jill feud, by far. That was my least favorite. I mean, not as bad as Countless, but like... (laughs) I think the thing that I enjoyed about Scary Island too is when Bethany's like, finally you see it. And there's this sweet bonding moment between Alex and Ramona and Bethany. And there's just even just like that dinner when Kelly left and they're all sweet. It's nice. At the end of the day, I like to see friendship and fun more than I like to see fighting. Agreed. The drama is good. That was actually, I think we talked about like Ultimate Girls Trip season three. That was the biggest issue. Too much mm-hmm. fighting. I get just as much enjoyment out of watching these women have a good time together. Probably I more than see the you be rich fighting. and have fun 
and have petty drama that is recover is easily resolved. Yeah, like when Kenny, uh, when Cynthia and Nini stopped being friends, that really was upsetting. Oh, that was tough. Yeah, time. it's just like there's a lot when you when you get invested in these friendships and you want to see them together, and unfortunately, they were not. Well, we'll see where season four takes us soon. So thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and uh, reviewing. Did we get our reviews? I don't. We got close. So we if you did. have not reviewed us or left us some stars, please, please do. I think we only need maybe ten more for my goal. So all right, thank you so much to everyone who has done it. We love you. Remember, we only want to hear nice things. <laughs> DM us mean things. Only DM us, yeah. No, well, don't Give send us... me mean messages, actually. But <laughs> Yeah, Danielle's pregnant. Come on, guys. <laughs> I can take it. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.